Welcome to another edition of Helmets Off. I'm your host, Scott Mitchell. Helmets Off is now on. This is our special playoff NFL Super Bowl countdown edition. I just noticed something. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm, like, observant. I actually like to be observant. I like to watch people. I like to watch trends. I like to watch how people think. I like to watch people when they don't know you're watching them. Not, like, in a creepy kind of way. Sounded kind of bad there. What I meant by it is like I like I like I like how people act. You know when they're never mind. I just I'm not even gonna try to explain myself. It's just gonna dig it in deeper. No, I'm not a pervert. I'm not. I'm a podcaster. Perverts are perverts. Podcasters are podcasters. Let's get that straight. All right. Um, so this in, in kind of uncovering this, and I knew it to some degree. But I, I just, I, I've noticed that there are events, that there are plays, there are games, there are people that have significantly altered the course of professional football, the NFL, really specifically, and how it, I, I, I find it astonishing that it, it can be boiled down to an event. Like this event signaled the change, or this this event signaled the new direction. And of course, the first first episode we t- we talked about the greatest game ever played, which was the six fifty eight championship game, and so it brought in this whole new audience, a national audience, a television audience. One of the greatest successes of the NFL is television. I mean, it is why the NFL is so popular. It is why the salaries are what they are. It's why so many of the innovations have happened and the personalities have actually been able to be unveiled and, and, and be showcased beyond what's, what's underneath the helmet. Because uh, you don't know. But television and the media has been able to create characters and and all these magical people, and it's – it's really um, fascinating that that media was capable of doing it, and really it was that game that started and significantly altered the course of the NFL. Well, what it did is it, it created expansion. So the Dallas Texans now become part of, or the Dallas Cowboys become part of the, of the NFL, and, and it expands. And, and now Tom Landry goes from being a coordinator to a coach and then a group of boys got in a back room full of smoke and cigar smoke and said, we need to compete with that NFL. And, uh, and a guy named Lamar Hunt and a guy named Ralph Wilson and a few other folks said, you know, the NFL is snobby. And it's mired in this, you know, kind of stuck place. We want to make football fun again. And we believe that uh, these these owners are monopolizing something that should be grossly expanded. At at the time of of this merger, uh, which is really what happened, it, and it wasn't really the merger, but it was the first Super Bowl. And so the Super Bowl and the merger between the AFL and the NFL was this next significant change or moment and and what happened in this in this moment was it was it was a, a time where people saw that there was more 
So the, the, the Lamar Hunts and the Ralph Wilsons and the people behind the, uh, you know, the Roonies and, and some of these people that actually the, uh, I'm sorry, the Roonies were part of the Blue Bloods. But they moved to the AFC, which I, later on, which I can only imagine would just have been so disappointing. But they they recognized that there was so more, so much more, and so when this, when they when they have this merger, people are like, whatever, and quite frankly, the merger came to be because it was the NFL, not the AFL, that was getting uh, greedy. And so what was happening is you have the NFL by itself, you have the AFL by itself, and they're they're kind of fighting a little bit about players. Who's going to go where? And they had made an agreement that anyone under contract was off limits. Well, apparently the New York Giants went and uh, signed the kicker for the Buffalo Bills. Figure a kicker, a kicker, right, who's not even a real pl- football player, changes the course of the NFL. And, and, and so the AFL said, all right, it's, it's all out warfare. And so they start battling of, uh, about names like a guy named Joe Namath. Joe Namath is going to come up here in a, in a little while, but not today, other than I just mentioned his name. But we're not going to talk in detail about him. And so there's this fight about players and who gets what. And finally they just said, all right, we need to merge uh, this is getting out of hand. This is ridiculous. Let's figure out how to both play along. You guys aren't going away. You guys have kind of figured this out, and uh, and there is room for expansion. So each league had its own championship game, just like it it had had before. But now they were going to going to play in a new in a an emerged championship game, which would ultimately be called the Super Bowl. In fact, Lamar Hunt was the person who was the um, founder of the Kansas City Chiefs would later coin this ironically they were one of they were one of the two Super Bowl participants in Super Bowl 1 and 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 this is so this game this first Super Bowl kind of ushers in this next era of professional football because until then it was two separate leagues and it was a league of the blue bloods the haves the snobs the who's who the superstars, the royalty, and this Super Bowl is going to be them versus the has-beens, the never-was, the have-not rejects. And that's how people looked at it. They're just like, the AFL cannot compete with us. They got no business being here. In fact, there was, on both ends of it, from the AFL and the NFL, they're all like, you guys got to beat them in this game. You got to beat them in this game because, because if you don't, then it's going to make us look all bad. And everyone, the consensus feeling with everyone around was there's the AFL has no business competing with the NFL, and we're going to show it in this game. So think about the Super Bowl today. I think a 30-second a, a, a ad is somewhere in the neighborhood of it might be $5 million today. Uh, <laughs> let me give you an idea of what things cost then. First of all, the game was in the L.A. Coliseum. The L.A. Coliseum, it was broadcast by two networks. So so CBS, NBC, both had, both actually commentated. They had, if you could imagine, uh, it would be like my, uh, Al Michaels and, 
and Chris Collinsworth, and then you have Romo and Jim Nance at the same game calling it. That's what happened in the first Super Bowl. It wasn't sold out. A ticket was $12. The winning team got $15,000 per player, and the losing team got $8,500. There were 18 future Hall of Famers in this game. And I have to go um, to a sidelight here. Fred the Hammer Williamson, okay? Better known, and this is funny, though. This is really funny because you have to watch his movies. I've actually played golf with Fred before, and he's quite a character. I'll just tell you that right now. So the Hammer, if you ever watch some of these 70s movies, he's a star. He's, a, he's, a, he's a, Essentially, he's a, t- a movie star. And you got to go watch him. So anyone out there in the world, just go watch – uh, Fred William, Fred the Hammer Williamson movies, and they're uh, the gotcha sucker. That's what those movies are, and they are hilarious. They're so funny. But he he comes out and he goes, all right. He goes, I'm going to forearm the top receivers for the Green Bay Packers, and this game will be over in just a few minutes. I'm going to knock them out cold, and we'll show them who plays great defense. Blah blah blah. Well. Ironically, by the time the game was over, Fred Williamson ends up getting knocked out of the game and uh, and probably uh, was a good thing because then he went on to become an actor. and or, or maybe some claim he was even acting in the moment, and it was so embarrassing at that time that uh, he, he, not, he got knocked out. Who knows? One of those interesting sidelights to the game. Um. So the game starts out, and believe it or not, by halftime, Green Bay's up 14-10, to 10, but Kansas City has actually had more yardage, more plays, more first downs. So statistically, Kansas City was actually the better team in the first half. Now in the second half, the game really unfolded, and, and the hero of the game wasn't even supposed to play. And uh, in fact, he was... Um, he was out uh, the night before getting drunk because he thought um, uh, he was not going to be playing. Ends up making one of these iconic from-behind catches. And here's another f- interesting part to the Super Bowl. NBC, CBS, they erased the game after they taped it. <laughs> Could you imagine that they broadcast this game, this NFL game, and guess what they do? The first Super Bowl, they go, eh, we'll just erase that, which was a common practice for broadcasting uh, companies uh, for a couple of reasons. They didn't want the other company to, to critique their broadcast, and they also just – it was just a common practice. I, I, I just find this baffling. Game's not sold out. The ticket's $12. It's two TV stations that are broadcasting the game, and uh, everyone thinks it's going to be this just fiasco. Not another Super Bowl was like this. They've all sold out since, and the Super Bowl has become this massively iconic moment in NFL history. But it was that first one. It was that first one where Vince Lombardi and the Green Bay Packers take on the Kansas City Chiefs and Hank Stram, and all of these magical things are... Basically, you know, it's kind of like when you're born, 
when you were born, it wasn't a pretty day. In fact, it's it's pretty violent uh, birth, and and it's not pretty. And they kind of wipe away all the goop and guck and whatever, and and after a while, you start looking like okay, you're not so bad now, and you get a couple of days, you get a couple of years, and then you blossom into this remarkable, remarkable human being. Well, that was the birthplace of Super Bowls and of mergers and and of expansion. And the NFL recognized, man, we have something incredible here. And it took a huge, huge, giant leap forward in that very first Super Bowl. And ironically, the Lombardi Trophy, we know today what it is, and this iconic trophy that everyone relishes and cherishes, of course, is named after the great Vince Lombardi, who was the, uh, the winning coach of the very, very first Super Bowl. And that was one of those moments that started to really take the NFL in a totally different direction. All right, I'm Scott Mitchell, and uh, Helmets Off is now off. You can text, you can listen, you can like, you can dial us in. And come back because i got some really, really fun stuff. These, these other episodes are really cool, too, so you want to check them out. All right, until then, we'll catch you soon.